Welcome to Physical and Health Education in the MYP. International educators Everett Hill and Dominique Dallet will share their insights, experience in planning and teaching in the International Baccalaureate Middle Years Physical and Health Education Program. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back to Physical Education in the Middle Years Program. My name is Everett Hill and with me is Dominique Dallet. Um, it's been a little bit of time since we have been on. We are educators, teachers, uh, we have busy schedules and we just wanted to briefly give an update on what's been happening in our lives since we last chatted. And then today we will get into talking about the key and related concepts. We already talked about the key and related concepts over the last four sessions. So we're gonna just kind of wrap that up and talk about you know, a little bit about selection and how the related concepts uh, tie into that. So over the last, uh, last few months, I've been continuing to teach in Qingdao, China, teaching the Middle Years program. I started the ePortfolio, which is very exciting. It's the uh, first time I've been doing that. I'm getting a lot of support from Dominique and another teacher, Mark, that he works with. Um, we have got quite a bit of information on that, which we will share later because it's, uh, it's an extensive process. Uh, there's a lot to it. I'm pretty excited about doing that and sharing that at a, a future date. Um, also, we've been dealing with COVID conditions and we are very fortunate to be teaching live, uh, unlike some others in the world. So that has made uh, instruction quite a bit easier in many ways, uh, unlike some folks that are stuck in situations where they have to teach online. Um, I know there's a lot of creative teachers out there. Like I said, we've been very blessed and fortunate to be teaching face-to-face -face until very recently. Um, and here we are at uh, Lunar New Year, good break and a good time in the year to kind of get going again. So that's a bit where I am. Uh, Dominique, how about you? What's been happening in your life? Um, so last year um, I took on uh, DP, Sports, Exercise and Health Science. So I'm teaching uh, grade 11 uh, this year, which has been a, the first time I've done this and it's really um, exciting. Um, I've got my HL class and my SL class and uh, we're going through um, this year which is a little bit different from most years um, but it's good to sort of get that perspective um, so that I can actually align what we're doing in the MYP um, and all the way through the three programs. Um, I've also been doing a lot of work in uh, diversity, equity and inclusion. Um, in our school we set up a DEI council um, across the three campuses that we have, the three different schools here in the UK, and we're also just about to invite the, um, the fourth campus as well in Doha. Um, we um, have done quite a lot of work in the schools, um, and I've sort of been thrust into the lead of this, um, and which is exciting, but also time consuming. And so um, it's something which I'm really passionate about, but I've also been given a lot of uh, support from the, um, the leadership of the school um, and uh, they really want this to drive the school forward and so um, it's really exciting. I've also um, been working with or talking with other international educators um, in, in this um, area and connecting with educators from across the world, um, talking about DEI, 
um, joining other networks, um, having discussions which have been uncomfortable at times, but uh, very, very valuable. Um, and um, I've also started uh, training sessions as well. I, I've trained as a racial equity facilitator. I'm going to do my advanced um, racial equity facilitator training uh, very soon. Um, and I'm actually starting, I haven't told you this yet, Everett, but I'm going to be starting a, um, like a, a webinar Zoom one-on-one -on -one with uh, DEI leads in various international schools and organizations. I've done one session with um, a lady in, in Shanghai um, and, and she's part of their DEI team that they're, they're um, doing a lot of work in their school. And I'm gonna be speaking to a couple of others um, very soon. And so once I've got a couple of uh, episodes put together, I'm gonna release those. And that's mainly for my own learning and also just so that we can spread that um, learning and their experiences uh, for other people to learn from. And so, yeah, there's been a lot going on. Um, I like to take things on. I've just got to make sure I find the time to do it. <laughs> well, as I was told by an administrator early on, if you want something done, find the busiest person in the room and ask them um, and it'll get done. So I think uh, and, uh, you, you and I both have a similar mentality that way. So. So for those who are listening, we're sorry. It's been it's been a while. We've been uh, we've been busy. So give us a little bit of forgiveness here, and we'll get right into it. So in the last uh, in the last four podcasts before we took a break, um, we'll say in season one, as it were, uh, we talked about change, communication, development, and relationships as the key concepts in physical and health education. Um, they're the the four that have been selected for physical education, and there are twelve more that are considered related concepts. Um, so as part of uh, the preparation for writing a statement of inquiry, you have to make some choices. Um, you do need to choose a key concept and you do need to choose a related concept. Sometimes this is, uh, sometimes this is very easy. Things come right to the surface and sometimes are a little more difficult. You can take a look at the at the related concepts in the guidebook, uh, in the PHE handbook on page 19, all 16 of the, the concepts are there. there. There's some good ones to choose from. There's pretty much anything you could want to discuss or need for your discussions or for your statements of inquiry are right in there. Um, also, you can, you do have the ability to go outside of that, though it's not recommended. And if you do, you do need to clearly define what those are. Don, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start with this. Um, how uh, how do you choose your key and related concepts when you're looking at a unit? Because it is very different than just saying I'm I'm gonna teach basketball and we're gonna we're just gonna talk about basketball. So or or volleyball or cricket or rugby. Yeah. So I would recommend whenever you uh, think about your unit, you've got to think about what you want to get out of a unit. Um, it's not about all right what do I want to be teaching necessarily? Because if you think about what you want to be teaching, then you might start thinking about content first or the sport or the activity. So you've got to be thinking about what do I want to get out of this? Do I want to get the kids to be able to communicate uh, well? Do I want to get the kids to understand how things are developed and so forth? And so when you're really thinking about the key concepts, 
those four really link in very well with PHE. There are other key concepts that you can take. So for example, I've used uh, creativity as a key concept. Um, I've also used community, communities and perspective as a key concept. But I generally won't always go to those, not unless they're really sort of the ones that are going to drive the unit. And it's, it's what, what's going to drive the unit. Um, and so when I'm thinking about those key concepts, that's really important to sort of think, what do I want to get out of this unit? Not what am I necessarily going to teach? Because you can often just change that content and you can keep the whole inquiry of the unit um, the same. So each year I could do content which involves basketball and then the next year keep the whole inquiry the same but then put soccer in there or football um, as a content piece um, and then when you're thinking about uh, the related concepts again you've got to think what do I want to get out of this um, so the concepts are the what really and that's what you should be thinking about not the sport or the physical activities of what it's a concept. So do I want them to understand that uh, developments can be um, refined or there are certain systems that can be developed um, within a, a particular uh, physical activity or sport or, or, or whatever? Is that what I want them to get out of this unit? And so that's that's what I'm sort of thinking about when I first think of my unit. And you're not going to necessarily choose the right ones at the beginning when you're developing this unit because you'll start playing around with that. And that comes a little bit later when you start thinking about the inquiry questions or the statement of inquiry. And also even when you bring in a global context exploration, you might think this related concept isn't quite right or the key concept isn't quite what I want because often um, development and change are quite similar you might think they're quite similar things they're a little bit different and it's really important to read the description and, and also look at um, other units you taught and see whether those units are similar to sort of what you're trying to get out of this unit it's a great point you make about you know, when you start with the myp and we start using this you start putting these together and you know inevitably you're going to put your first unit together, you'd be scrambling, trying to sort this out. And it can be, if, and if you've never done this before, it's a different, it's a different mindset. And some of the good, the best advice I was given early on when I started my, my journey in the MYP was you should only pick one key concept, though you can choose more. Um, it's not recommended. Um, just because you're, you're focusing, you want to focus on one, one key area. Um, and the same with the related concepts, you can choose more than one but if you're starting out, choose a key concept, choose one related concept and stay focused on that. And then in the unit planners, uh, a big part of the planning process is that reflection. And when you, if you're using ManageBack, for example, there is a planning in a, there's a reflection in advance of the unit. And it's some questions about what did the students know before the unit? What, what are you thinking about in advance? <clears throat> there are reflections, a mid-unit reflection. So as you're going through the unit, what are you thinking? What are, you, what are your thoughts? How are you adjusting things? And then at the end, again, the same thing. It's a reflection of how did it go? Um, what worked? What didn't? What would you change? And you want to do these yearly. And in that, you can look back at, did I choose, a, did I choose the correct key concept? Was that actually what I, I focused on throughout the unit? Um, ideally, you want to get this right. And you everybody wants to have the right 
the right key concept to the right uh, related concept. But the reality is we're gonna we're gonna find that it just it worked or it didn't work year to year. It may work really well. It may not work with the next year, um, and it's okay to shift those around. You do have to then look at your statement of inquiry as you move into that. Um, but if you pick one key concept, you pick one related concept and really try to focus on those. And, and that's as the, the central piece, for not the sport you're teaching. For example, if I'm, uh, I recently taught a net games unit where we focused on communication because the students were having issues with that in, in the game. Yes, they're playing volleyball, but as a team, they were playing as individuals. So we really, in other sports, we know, I noticed that really focused on communication as the key concept. Like how do we develop better communication in the team? How does it, how does it improve the team uh, and the team dynamic and the sport and the game overall? Um, and that was much more important than their ability to play volleyball. Now, at the same time, their ability to play volleyball improved because they were, they learned the importance of talking more and communicating and how they communicate in verbal and nonverbal communication and why those are important. So, and it's really, it's important to know that as you put these together, you're gonna do the, you're gonna, you're gonna get going, you're gonna figure it out. Um, some things will work better than others. Um, even as you're teaching, you may find yourself wanting to change. Um, you know, that's not, it's not a horrible thing. That's just good teaching and good recognition. As Dom said, look, really looking at those definitions is, is helpful. Um, <clears throat> so if you're, if you're starting out, it is a little, it is a little challenging because you're shifting from looking at the sport to looking at kind of the, the key concept. What was, what's the inquiry you want? That's not just sport specific. So give yourself a little grace as you're playing with that. And Dom, I'm, I'm going to ask you this question because this, you, you said a couple of things in, in relation to, you know, your work this year, um, in your work with diversity, equity, and inclusion, have you started to look at the key concepts or related concepts differently? I, and I kind of throwing this at you, I know it's a question that you may not have thought of, but I was just thinking about that. Has that changed your mindset as you look at your units at all? Yeah, I mean, I think um, all four concepts, all four key concepts <clears throat> can be linked into the um, any discussions on DEI, um, in particular when you're looking at your your units, you know, that change is, is a big thing because that's sort of... Um, current uh communication you know within and this is all thinking about putting this into perspective in the world you know and so communication amongst people um in your organization in the world in your jobs and so forth uh development of ideas as well over time and so forth and it's, it's not just development of of skills development of ideas and things and relationships again relationships are extremely important um, for building and going into the world and understanding each other and so forth and you you can delve into those key concepts by again looking at the related concepts you know such as um interaction and uh environments environments are like a, one of a sort of um big ones because everybody's in their uh, different environment um, in it, which could mean a different country, which could mean, again, a different context of how things are looked at um, within perspectives, within their DEI, within diversity, within what's happening with equity, what's happening with in inclusion within their, their communities and so forth. And also choices as well, choice and systems. Systems is a really big one. Um, one of the main areas which I'm going to be delving into and we'll talk in an ever, another episode is the global context explorations because 
with those you can really really delve into the why you're doing this and you can really link those really well with the um, concepts and in in that space you can um, then explore it deeper um, one of there's two units which I am developing a little bit more I've done one of them before it's looking at um, recreation and um, basically how recreation across the uh, different parts of the world is perceived and participated in. It's called participation and recreation. And I, I've taught this before. I taught it at, um, in, our, in our previous school, um, and I've sort of developed it along the way. But this year, I'm going to really try and sort of play around with that unit. I'm not teaching it this year, so I've got a chance to sort of play around with it and really delve into why of those particular concepts have uh, been chosen and, and why is this important to understand. And the other unit that um, we're going to start to develop, and I'm sure lots of schools have done a cultural dance unit, but with this cultural dance unit, I'm really going to be looking at deeply at the concepts that are being used and why they're being used. And so when developing those inquiry questions, students really understand the focus is on the concepts and the context, not just cultural dance. And so that's the idea. Um, and then from there, within my school, I'm going to then present those changes and ideas to the rest of the um, staff through the HODs first and then through another presentation. Outstanding. I really appreciate that. That's, uh, it's good to hear, you know, especially, it's really good to hear the, the part about the development and progression um, of a unit over time where you've you started it, developed it, continue to move it, and continue to you know, build on that as you go through time. Um, no, that's great. And you know, the nice thing is, um, with that, you can also, as you talk to your HODs, you talk within the IB or in the IB community at your NYP level, that may extend into a, an interdisciplinary unit, which is another one of the areas that is in the NYP. It brings two or more curriculum content areas together. You can put that together and there's some possibilities there, which that would be that would be exciting to hear if that progresses towards that. All right, we will, you know, we will wrap up with that. That's a great, great little ending. Dom, do you have anything else to say about the key and related concepts we want to make sure that we don't forget? So I think it's really important when you're looking at related concepts that you don't get overwhelmed. Um, you know, like Everett said, really choose one important one. You can choose, I recommend to choose one or two. I don't recommend to have too many, like Everett said, um, because then you need to focus on th three or four, and it's a little bit too much. A lot of schools do, um, if they don't do the portfolio, they do. They have to do building quality curriculum checks where they have to send their units off to get reviewed to see whether they're sort of covering certain things. And, and some schools will often choose too many related concepts and the related concept then gets diluted. Like Everett mentioned earlier, a key concept, you should really only be choosing one. Don't choose two, it's too much. Key concepts are the big idea. That's what you want. Um, you can use other concepts, like we said, but these four that are recommended for PHE, it is important to sort of have representation of them across your program so that um you are you are hitting them because they're the ones that really link into PHE more than more than the others um and so don't get stressed too much to say 
thinking that you've got to have all four of them in each year of a programme. You don't. There should be a spread. And the same thing with the related concepts. You don't have to have all 12 related concepts in your programme. As long as you're trying to hit them, some of them you might repeat, uh, but trying to have a spread, okay? Um, it's really important as well to have a grade level overview. And we'll probably talk about these a little bit later on in more detail. But where, if you have a grade level overview, um, you can then look across your grade levels at what you're hitting, which key concepts, which related concepts. And these things should be reviewed every year so that you are um, trying to sort of get a spread. Um, and it's, it's not about, all right, I've got to get a spread, so I've got to change these things. Every unit in itself has got to make sense um, for you. And so that's, that's the big takeaway here. Review, review, review. I was gonna add in, uh, and you did a, did a great job about talking about the grade level overviews, which we'll discuss later. But I was going to comment that much like a scope and sequence, you should also document these. Where do you have your key concepts? Where do you have your related concepts? Um, and that's an important piece with that grade level overview that you can see you know, first, do you have all four key and key concepts uh, met throughout your curriculum, throughout your five years, um, multiple times, ideally? Uh, and then what related concepts do you have? An important piece of that is really just finding that balance. As you said, the units have to make sense, but you should also make sure that you are focusing on a variety of the variety of the key concepts and, and related concepts. So you don't find yourself kind of stuck in that situation where you have one one or two that you go to all the time. For example, communication or development are really easy to get to, but we need to make sure we're thinking beyond that. So having that documented, laid out, grade level overviews, scope and sequence, um, however you, you have that documented where you can review it each year is is valuable and important and we, we need to have that as part of our program. Just as, That's good education. That's not good NYP work. That's just good education. So we look across five years of the program and we, we're presenting a balanced curriculum. All right, Dom, thank you so much. We will uh, be talking about global context in our, uh, in our next episode shortly. Thank you for joining us on physical and health education in the MYP. If you would like to know more about the work here, please consider joining the Facebook group, Physical and Health Education in the MYP, or check out the website, www.ibmypphe.com. If you have questions or comments for us to consider on future episodes, please contact us through the Facebook group. Leave a comment or message on Anchor or at any of the contact points provided in the podcast description.